Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. I'm Rashawn McDonald, and I host this weekly Money Making Conversation Masterclass show. The interviews and information that this show provides are for everyone. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. My guest is Dr. Stephen Williams. He's a board-certified plastic surgeon in practice in the San Francisco area at Tri-Valley Plastic Surgery. He specializes in cosmetic face, body, and breastwork. He is the leader in body contouring with techniques like minimal pain, tummy tucks, and fat transfer to enhance patient curves, including hips, buttocks, and breasts. Dr. Steve Williams is a passionate plastic surgery professional with a decade of hands-on expertise in plastic and reconstruction surgery. He is the first African-American president-elect of the American Society of Plastic Surgery. Dr. Williams will be taking that on our own later this year. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Dr. Stephen Williams. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. Thank you so much for uh, having me on, and uh, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate that. Uh, so you're on the West Coast. Yes, sir. Um, tell us a little history of, you know, you just suddenly become a plastic surgery. What inspired <laughs> you? Because I'll tell you a little history of me. I made my name as a stand-up comedian as a sitcom writer, but my degree is in mathematics. So I didn't even think about doing this direction. What got you in this area? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, as everyone knows, um, physicians, we start kind of at an early age. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of schooling. We essentially give up our 20s um, to kind of achieve you know, what we want to do. And um, my father was actually a physician. My mom was a school teacher. My dad was a physician. Uh, and he um, kind of imbued my, my both my parents imbued that importance of achievement and success and striving. So I, I owe a lot to my family. Um, you know, throughout my education, my undergrad years in medical school, I met some very inspiring plastic surgeons and decided that was something that really appealed to me. Right. You know, but plastic surgery. You know, like I said. Um... You already mentioned your father was in the medical profession, but why mm -hmm. plastic surgery? 
Yeah. And so I think most doctors, the way they choose what they're going to do right. is they really find people that they respect, people that they um, look up to, people that they see themselves in. And that process usually happens in medical school. Um, and that allows people to identify the direction they want to go. Plastic surgery um, was really one of those things that allowed physicians to treat almost every age of patient, right. almost every ailment. And when we think about plastic surgery, we think about the cosmetic side, but plastic surgery is really a lot more than that. There's cancer reconstructions, there's congenital reconstructions, oh, there's trauma you. reconstructions. Yeah, because, and so because, because really I think is, what you're saying to me, Rashawn, is that we get caught up in the hype, especially the Hollywood yep. type of so many yes. people making these physical changes, but, but beyond that being the popularized, version of plastic surgery, your role is far more reaching to the general community, correct? Absolutely. I think that there's two ways to look at it. Plastic surgery can help children with congenital defects. Mm -hmm. It can help people who have injured their hands or have had um, breast cancer. And so really we're trained to operate on all parts of the body and deal wow. with a multitude of issues. But the other thing about cosmetic surgery, which I think people are beginning to recognize, is it really is part of one's healing and one's whole self. Because being able to look on the outside the way you feel on the inside is an important part of self-identity and being able to direct your life. Well, it's really interesting because you really just educated me right there because of the fact that about the role and the perception of what a plastic surgeon does, because sure. we are so inundated with whether it's social media, whether it's People magazine, where it's ETV or Entertainment Tonight about people who have want to look like a Kim Kardashian or somebody who has done multiple surgeries that they don't, I mean, plastic surgeries, they don't even look like themselves. Do right. you, are you annoyed by that, Dr. Stephen Williams? Well, I do think that um, the public pays attention to the things that are, you know, salacious and scandalous. Right. And that's, that's a little bit of media and that's kind of a little bit of natural human instinct to pay attention to those things that, <laughs> you know, are shocking. Um, and definitely social media feeds upon that a little bit. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that plastic surgeons, a good plastic surgeon is a physician first. Right. And that means that we address all elements of patient's health and patient's care. And it means that we have to listen to our patients, whether it's, I had breast cancer and I need breast reconstruction, um, or it's, you know, I just don't feel like myself and I want to be, I want my outside to look the way I feel inside. Both are, are very, very important parts. And it gets a little bit away from the drama of, you know, I want to look like a Kardashian. Right. Because that does dominate. Like I said, we do, we deal with a world of, um, you know, digital hits, engagement, yep. uh, this little dopamine people want to, you get. there you go. But, <laughs> you know, let, let's go to the reality of I'm an African-American. And so sure. my perception is that plastic surgery is for white folks, you know, yes. white folks. And so you, yes. And so you have hit on a very, very important topic. Plastic surgery and social media is bad in some ways, but social media can be good in other ways too. Okay. Plastic surgery has become much more accepted across the globe, across all ethnicities, races, across men, women, transgender, plastic surgery is really being seen as a tool now to 
align oneself to find inner healing, fulfillment, those types of things. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone should try to look a certain way. Right. But increasingly, especially in the African-American community, there is a recognition that this is something that you deserve. This is something that you are a person of value and it's okay to seek this. I've had many, many patients and I educated myself because <laughs> I was shocked when I, no, I was shocked when I heard it too. I had a patient say, I didn't feel like I deserved this. Wow. I felt like I deserved to look like this because of life choices I had made or just because society said, you're not supposed to look the way you want to look. And when I heard that, it really expanded my mind that there really is this concept, especially in African-American culture and especially among African-American women, that they don't deserve to, to look the way they want to look. They don't deserve to feel the way they want to feel. And that's something that I really want to change. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, what, I got to go to famous people to reference plastic surgery. Sure. Like sure. A. Fox. <laughs> Yes. was probably jumped out there in the African-American community as a person who publicized plastic surgery. And I'll be frank, the black community was shocked. I was like, wow, yes. she can actually do that? Because in my mind, I felt you would see scars. I felt that we couldn't do those things. What led to this being misinformed, I guess you would say, the, 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 what a black wow. person or a person of color and how we could participate when it comes to plastic surgery? Rashawn, you're, you're going deep today. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, it's, that is a incredibly, incredibly complicated, multifaceted question, you know, it, um, that it doesn't have one single answer. You know, part of it probably is there's a disenfranchisement of African-Americans in society, and that's been part of American culture. Um, there is kind of this reinforcement that things that are associated with affluence or success, right? that, you know, that isn't attainable or accessible by our communities. The good thing is some of those stereotypes and some of that, some of those barriers are beginning to fall away. And I, I think it's discussions like this that are really helpful um, for everybody, not just African-Americans, but everybody to understand that they have a right to, to feel the way they want to feel. And your physical appearance is an incredibly, incredibly important part of your psyche and your emotional well-being. Right. Now, there are age limits, I'm assuming, that one should consider. I, I apologize, Dr. Steve, because we're talking a couple of things here. I'm talking about, um, I guess, the Hollywood type, the physical, sure. the visual, the breast enhancement, the, the buttocks, the hips, the curves, the tummy tucks. And then there's yep. also the side that you said, Rashawn, burns, um, yep. physical deformities. And so I want to make sure that I'm talking really clean. Right now, I'm just talking about the, the change because of the fact that one would say they look normal. They don't say why are they making these adjustments physically sure. and people yep. being impacted. And there is an age limit. Should teenagers be involved in this or yeah. are there restrictions as a doctor? How do you move forward with these decision makings, Dr. Williams? Yeah, again, you're asking really, really fantastic questions. Thank um, you. you know, there is uh, when we're looking at patients, the first thing is safety. And right. so we want to make sure that someone is healthy enough for surgery. And it's not necessarily a number. Um, we operate on all ages. It's really more, um, you know, what are your other medical problems? Is this a safe procedure for you to undergo? 
But the second thing that you hit upon is something that, again, is really very much a hot topic right now, which is, you know, how young is too young? And, you know, social media really is driving this pressure, especially for young girls, that they have to look a certain way, that they have to be a certain way to be successful. And that is incredibly corrosive and can be incredibly harmful. And as plastic surgeons, it's important that we recognize those negative influences to make, to make sure that we're protecting our patients, not in a paternalistic way, but in an educational way to say, you know, the things that you see on social media, most of that isn't real. And let's talk about realistic expectations and let's talk about why you want to make changes. Um, in my own personal practice, I'm very, very hesitant about operating on people who are emotionally still in a growth place. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a nice way of saying maybe a little bit immature. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because you wanna make sure people are making these decisions for the right reasons. It's empowering and it's something that we want people to do, but we wanna make sure that it's for the right reasons. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rushan McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 1 million plus social media followers are female. Rushan's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, and former IBM executive. And he has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rushan McDonald will interview his business and celebrity relationships to empower you with tips to succeed in your career that you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Programming is made possible in part by support from 3815 Media, led by Emmy and NAACP Image Award-winning television producer Rashawn McDonald. 3815 Media offers social media management, podcast production, designs, logos, and develops websites. Additional services include brand management and career development consulting services. More information is available at 470-688-3815 or via email at info at 3815media.com. Keep winning. HBCUs represent Black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Now, this is really interesting because when I, when I, it's called trendy, Dr. Stephen Williams. You know, people see yeah. this, they want this. I'm pretty yep. sure that like when everything, there's a request. People like if, if, if balloons are hot, people want balloons. People want a Ferrari, they want a Ferrari. In this yep. plastic surgery arena, I'm pretty sure there are trends. And then there's people stop asking for that. How does that cycle in and out? And what are trends that are kind of like dropping as far as plastic surgery requests? Yeah, great question. So um, the trend, I mean, the thing that we're all kind of hearing about is a Brazilian butt lift. And that's a little bit kind of on the downward slide well, right stop now. Right there, Dr. Steve, what is a Brazilian butt lift? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, that's, <laughs> no, it's a great question. Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I see some people walking around and I go, that don't look real. That don't look real. So educate me. Yeah. And so the concept of the Brazilian butt lift is taking fat from areas of your body that you don't want it and moving those living fat cells to areas where you do. Right. And, um, you know, the Brazilian butt lift focuses on the hips and buttocks. But as a concept, we use fat transfer, again, in burn reconstruction and breast reconstruction. We use it in facelifts. We use it to rejuvenate hands. It's a technique that's very, very powerful. But when people say Brazilian butt lift, they're really referring to kind of those additional curves around the waistline, hips and buttocks. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that, again, was made popular by a lot of kind of A-listers and, and heavy influencers. But it's a really kind of current example of that concept of that trend. Right. Um, and it's that current example of people saying, I want to look like that person. And then maybe five or six years later saying, well, maybe that was too much. <laughs> And so as plastic surgeons, it's our job not to be these gatekeepers for patients and say, you don't know what you want and we're not going to let you do that because that's not the right thing either. Especially again, in the African-American community, we've had medical professionals kind of maybe have some negative influence about saying what's right for us or what's wrong for us. Right. Um, but to be their partner as a physician, to help them make those right decisions and maybe dissociate a little bit away from what's trending and kind of dissect what their motives are and why are you doing this? And maybe it is for all the right reasons and we should definitely do it, but maybe it's something that you're going to look back on and, and not appreciate in four or five years. Well, you know, it, that's always, you know, you look this way on Tuesday and then on the following <laughs> week you look this way and yep. it is too much is too much. Now, 
we, we, I don't know if you answered my question, but what are some of the, the, the trends that was trendy? You mentioned the Brazilian butt lift. Are there other trends that were trendy that are not so trendy now? Yeah, I mean, it's under constant evolution and um, things like social media have kind of sped up that cycle right. of people, you know, I want to look like that and then saying, okay, maybe I don't want to look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so social media, it's, it's always been something that's there. I would point to rhinoplasty trends in the 70s and 80s where everybody wanted this very kind of Eurocentric ski slope, very kind of done looking nose. Um, you know, that was in trend for probably 15 years, 20 years maybe. Um, so much so that the surgical device companies made little molds that you could keep in your operating room that were sterilizable. So you could put it next to the patient's nose and say, have I created this very standard looking nose? Right. And you and I look at, think about that now and say, well, that, that's crazy. You know, why would anybody want, why would everybody want the exact same nose? But it's an example of that trend. It's an example of that social pressure for people to say, this is what's associated with beauty. And I want to align myself with that. Um, Social media has kind of put a little bit of gasoline on that because, again, it's very insidious. We all have pictures of perfect people in our pockets that we can kind of pull out um, at any point in the day and kind of reinforce what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that very much in quotation marks. Um, but there is this kind of counter trend about identity. And I think for the African-American community, that's really important. And so some of the things that are really popular right now are, are kind of the ethnocentric nose, for example. And that's in some ways a counter trend to the one size fits all saying, I, I want to look like I'm African-American still, but there are some small things. Right. Or some larger things that I want to change, but don't make me look like I'm not African American or I'm not Asian American. Well, you know, I did mention Vivica A. Fox, but we know the king in the black community of plastic surgery was Michael Jackson. Yes. And then it became a point of the Michael Jackson nose. People wanted to get yes. the Michael Jackson nose, and that was really popular. Yes. So it comes into that you, you, you're kind of like the UFO person, you know, are there really aliens out there? <laughs> the Michael Jackson nose was just a, a dominant part of the conversation. You yes. know, his, uh, the, the, and an his, example, an example of, of too much, yes. right? Because, um, you know, professionally as a plastic surgeon, that nose was a disaster, right. um, you know, why you say that, first, why you say that Dr. Stephen Williams? Yeah. And so, um, you know, the first he's had, he had several rhinoplasties, had several operations mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think the first few were conservative and reasonable, but um, this was kind of an example of someone saying, I want to chase this ideal at any cost and, you know, maybe not getting great advice because clearly, you know, um, again, I, I, we, it's all, it's relatively clear in the plastic surgery community that there were some substantial issues with that nose, including skin breakthrough, including breathing problems right. because it was overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all in this effort to chase this image of perfection that he had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the downside about celebrity and wealth is you can find enough money to have someone do it because the nine out of 10 plastic surgeons say this isn't safe. Eventually you put enough money down. Someone says, I'll do it. Right. Um, but that can lead to some really unfortunate situations. You know, when I, when I look at, 
this interview when I came up on it, you know, I had I have all these questions about myself personally, and I have all these questions sure. about the rumors that I've heard about plastic surgery. And the, and the great thing about it, Dr. Stephen Williams, you've informed me that Rashawn, stop the madness. Plastic surgery is not about what you read or what you see on social media. It's more than that. It's about yeah. it's about saving lives. It's about impacting lives. It's people who are born with a split lip. That's plastic surgery too. People yes. who may have, you know, um, uh, born together. That's plastic surgery. All these yeah. things. So as a person who's going to be the first African-American president-elect of the American Society of Plastic Surgery, what is your responsibility? Because you have to deal with that. You have to deal yeah. with these false understandings of what a plastic surgeon really is. Yeah, it's it's a really um, it's a really large responsibility. And it's something that I think ASPS, the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, um, and myself, I think we work towards that every day about educating people. That's part of the reason it's an honor to be on on your show and, you. and be able to, to talk about it. So I, I really appreciate that. and want to say thank you again. But it's a constant effort because social media really does warp things a little bit. And I think that plastic surgery is one of those things that was kind of whispered and rumored about and you know back in the 70s and 80s like i think she had something done and it was kind of um and and patients were very private about it you know back in the day and now it's completely reversed people want to talk about their stories they want to share their successes they want to share their fears um and their journeys and that's really powerful and we encourage that because i think that does bring a little bit of reality uh to the overall process you know uh, the beauty of this interview is that it's about education and it's about informing people and also breaking down what i was perceptions you know and i will tell you honestly dr stephen williams my perception i totally removed the whole responsible side of plastic surgery from a medical standpoint treatment i had gotten so caught up in hollywood the Brazilian butts, the uh, breast enlargement, the nose job, the lips job, you know, the 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 the, the neckline uplifts and tightening of the jaws and, and people doing multiple surgeries or want to look like Kim Kardashian. These are the things that that will dominate our world. But what you've enabled me to do on the show is educate me about your world. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rushan McDonald. Rushan's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, and former IBM executive. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right. 
Come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.